Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy may be a lot of things, but shy isn't one of them. He never backs down from a good debate. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We're never quite sure what she means when she says Roy may be a lot of things. I'm not sure what she means by that. I'd like some clarification, please. Shy isn't one of them. I am so. I'm a very shy person. I only communicate with my little doggies. And Sonny is so angry at me when I go to work. A little guy just goes into his bed and he stares at the wall. He won't have anything to do with me. So I picked him up and I said, buddy, listen, I got to go to work. All this expensive food, you know, somebody's got to earn the money. And he looked at me and he said to me, you might want to put me down. I said, why? He said, it's pointing right at you. My little gun is pointing right at you. I said, you're going down. Love that dog. And then there's Rocky, the Bichon. The only Bichon in the world named Rocky. He's so cool about everything. He couldn't care less of what's going on. Go on, go to work, do whatever you want. Just make sure I get my treats on time. All right. I thought I'd get some reaction from the beauties, but they're just, they're just ignoring <laughs> Complacent, <me>. docile people. <laughs> we, we love dogs. I know you love dogs. You have, what, 600 of them. I have three pugs. You know what? You know Linda's dogs. You know what they do? They do the same thing that Ozzy Osbourne's dogs do. They crap all over the house. <laughs> How do you know that? Right. You're right. Because I because you told me that. Mommy has to clean it all up. But you know what? I look in their eyes and they're so beautiful, Roy. They are. They're just the best. I love my dogs. Yeah. I love my little guys. And then there's uh, Catherine, who has the new one, the new rescue, who was talking to us all last weekend. Oh, I know. She's quite a piece of business. Quite a piece of business. <laughs> <laughs> I, sometimes I wonder, I guess I'm a beggar for punishment, because, yeah, my last guy, who was a beauty, but he was a challenge when I first got him, too. You know, you forget, right? Because then they get older and more complacent and stuff. But, yeah, I've got, I've got a real um, challenge on my hands. But it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, you'll be okay. I know, just, I know. Just give in, Catherine, just give in. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was actually at a, uh, looking for a place to um, uh, um, have her taken care of uh, while I'm planning a holiday in March, and she got rejected today. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, yes, no! Because she, she met the dog of the, of the person that was going to board her, and, and it was out in the country. You know, it was a nice place. I thought it would be great for her. And and she said, I think it'll stress my dog out too much. <laughs> so there you go. She's a reject. <laughs> and then there's Michelle, who has kindly consented to take all of our dogs when we go on vacation. You know what? I definitely would, Roy. Oh, no. You because gotta, I you love dogs. I love dogs. I had a dog all my life until my, I lost my last one. Well, listen, my, not, my guys are called the Rowdies for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll have to meet I had a Jack Lola. Russell. <laughs> Don't talk to me about Rowdy. 
at Jack Russell. All good. Yeah. Well, Jack Russell, Yorkshire Terrier, and a wildly uh, untyp- atypical uh, Bichon. Uh, he's got nothing in common with any other Bichon on the planet. So they are the beauties. Catherine Swift, uh, WorkingCanadians.ca, former chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Linda Leatherdale, vice president of Cambria, Canada, former money editor for the Toronto Sun. And Michelle Simpson, former liberal MP and seatmate to Justin Trudeau. Uh, I have to start with this. Or I'll ask you if you'll clearly, if you'll kindly consent to starting with this. Uh, we played earlier the response to the conversation that Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister of Australia, had with Donald Trump. And Malcolm Turnbull very calmly, very, very diplomatically pushed aside all questions about Trump being bellowing at him and hanging up on him and very professionally handled it. And so then I asked the question whether Mr. Trudeau would have the chops to confront Donald Trump because, I mean, I, he represents us. And we heard some calls and some very good opinions. And then there's email like or is it a text from uh, I can't tell who it's from, but it's a text and it's, uh, I wonder if Trump is aware of Trudeau's extensive wealth of business and political background. Trump is dealing with a snowboard instructor, for crying out loud. <laughs> so, um, Michelle, you know, uh, you know the, uh, the prime minister. How's it going to go with, uh, between Donald Trump and Justin Trudeau? Because you know they're going to be talking in the next couple of days, and you know the Prime Minister is going to bring up the issue of refugees because he's heard what Mr. Trudeau had to say after Trump uh, in, put in place the travel ban that's been temporarily set aside by a Seattle judge. Uh, and, and you know that Mr. Mr. Trump wants NAFTA renegotiated and, uh, and, and everything changed on NAFTA. So how's, how's Justin Trudeau going to... How will he fare? You know the man. How's he going to fare against Donald Trump? Oh, I, I don't. If he's thinking it's a uh, Patrick Brazo, uh, you know, uh, event, you know, where he gets in the ring and clearly can, you know, punch his way out, he's way, he's way, he's trying to punch way above his weight class if he goes after Trump. Because Trump is unpredictable. Uh, our prime minister likes to be loved and is not nearly as abrasive. Personally, I think in any confrontation, uh, we'll get eaten for breakfast. Hmm. Well, Catherine, uh, what, do you, what would you advise Mr. Trudeau? Oh, boy. Well... First of all, well, the, the whole Trump thing is very unpredictable so far, in my view, anyway. So it, it, I think it would be tough to give advice. Obviously, uh, our interests are so intertwined with the U.S. to their advantage as well. Uh, and, you know, I guess the advice I would give, uh, kind of simplistic as it is, would just be reinforce the advantage to the U.S. of the uh, NAFTA you know our free trade agreement. The the real let's face it, the the real um, uh, problem, and, and again, not really a problem, but the the real weakness in NAFTA is is Mexico because of course they have a hugely different economic structure than than the U.S. and Canada do. 
so uh, so I don't think I I tend to think Trump's probably going to, despite his bluster and whatnot. I suspect he's going to get advice to say, look, Canada's not the issue here. You know, maybe look at the Mexican situation. But the thing that bugs me from you know from the economist standpoint, I guess, is free trade ultimately, if done properly, benefits everyone. It really does. And yes. There's always some there's always some transitions involved, and there's no doubt the kind of heavy industry in both the U.S. and Canada, because Canada's lost a lot of jobs in that sort of classic, you know, whether it's the auto sector or whatever, um, and other sort of heavy industrial. Um, that that situation also is a benefit to a lot of consumers who end up getting lower prices for stuff they're buying. So. You know, it's very simplistic for Trump to say, oh, we're going to get those jobs back. First of all, he's not. That's just, you know, people are going to start building again uh, instead of in, let's say, Thailand or, you know, China or whatever. No, that's just not the case. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough situation because I think Trump has made a ton of promises. He's going to have a very difficult time keeping, but it's great rhetoric. Well, I have a – I'm going to respectfully, cautiously – maybe marginally disagree with what you said. And I've got to do that only because the guy's so unpredictable and he has so many billionaires working on his side. There's huge egos at play here, and they will not be pushed aside. Now, Linda got got an email from Kathy. How can Trudeau represent our values when he doesn't think we have any? There you go, and we don't have any values. How do you think it'll um, turn out? You, you you know the business and the money world. So you have the Prime Minister of Canada with a room full of advisors, and they're on the phone with the President of the United States who has a room full of advisors and a White House full of ego. What happens? Well, you know what? You're right about the ego on the Trump side. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hearing now that, of course, all these judges are going to fight this ban from the Muslim countries, and maybe he has to step back. But I've got to tell you, he's got some advisors around him that they're not going to stand down. They're going to stand firm and they're going to continue. And I don't know whether Trudeau has the experience to really deal with this, quite honestly. I'm hoping what Catherine said, I mean, come on. We have been their largest trading partner for years. Won't matter. We, and we and we count for something. I work for an American firm. Come on. Well, I got it. I got it. I got it. But it, but but if the conversation is going on, we have to take a break in a second. But Catherine uh, and, and Linda and Michelle, if the conversation is going on, it becomes lively, as it apparently did between Trump and 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 uh, and Malcolm Turnbull. Even though they're trying to walk it back now and say that oh, it was everything was fine. Nobody hung up. But come on, uh, if if the if it gets lively and it and it and it gets emotional or the egos get prodded, God knows how it's going to turn out. And and Mr. Trudeau is going to have to square his shoulders and not do that patty-patty thing as he did with uh, Senator Brazo, who was just fat and out of shape. Uh, he's going to have yeah. to be able to really use an effective left jab, a good left hook, and a, and a, right, and a right cross and make it work. Well, I hope I hope Trudeau's getting good advice because I I mean let's face it Trudeau himself he, he has no experience in these things no he, you know he, neither do his uh, advisors neither do his advisors well uh, well I'm just hoping there's some sensible people maybe in the senior bureaucracy or something that are giving him good advice because I have zero confidence in Trudeau personally to even understand these issues let alone defend Canada. Okay, dokey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okie dokie. So you're staying in California then, are you, Michelle? And I'm going to visit her. 
California's got Governor Moonbeam, so that... Oh, California's that God, yes. All of its oh, my God, yes, yep, Governor yep. Moonbeam. How could we forget? Not unlike Ontario, Ontario, where we are all located. Let me take a let me take a break, and we will come back, and we will continue this, as you can tell, carefully scripted conversation, and uh, want to talk to you about Mr. Trudeau walking back his electoral reform promise, his commitment to electoral reform, and as Catherine emailed, as we exchange emails during the week, there's some other issues that have, uh, have not quite turned out the way they were supposed to. Stay with us. Intelligent. Talk. Radio. Intelligent. Talk. Radio. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So for Mary, an email, Trudeau will be in glory of a new wave of idiots who hate Trump. Wow. Oh. He will open up our borders completely in defiance of Trump and be on the world stage. He wants Canada to be known for the completion of a one-world government full of new voters. I don't know about that. But I do know that the book, 1984, is selling very, very well. All right, back with the beauties, Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, who was the seatmate to the Prime Minister, the current Prime Minister. And Catherine Swift, the always reticent to speak her mind, former chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, workingcanadians.ca. Check, check out workingcanadians.ca. Get engaged, get involved. Well, you don't have to get engaged, particularly if you're already married. Um, so, uh, By the way, Roy, I'm getting tweets as to where to board my dog. You're what? Aww. I'm getting tweets as to where to board my dog, which is kind of oh, cool. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. So nice. Cool. Yeah, and they look good, too, actually. <laughs> anyway. Forward them to me, please. I digress, yeah. <laughs> so, so we got this email from Catherine, as we always exchanged emails, and uh, I, I like the idea of taking a look at some of the promises that were made by Mr. Trudeau, and uh, you, you point out that Andrew Coyne had a piece in yesterday's post which you tweeted out, Catherine. Yeah, so about, it was Thursdays, I think. Right? Was it yeah, Thursdays? It was, it okay. was very funny. Now, Trudeau's f- saying that he didn't break his promises, that but we let him down? We let him down, oh. yeah. It was a very <laughs> funny piece. If, you, if ever, anybody hasn't read it, just Google it. It was in Thursday's uh, National Post, and um, he, he was basically saying that it, it, on electoral reform, of course, was the topic, but he was saying, you know, that kind of with a heavy heart, Trudeau had to abandon this promise because we Canadians just didn't rise to the occasion that he thought we would kind of thing. And so anyway, it was very tongue in cheek and, and, and quite funny. But of course, the reality is there are so many significant promises because some promises are, are, to my mind anyway, are, are small potatoes. And you don't, you don't, I guess I shouldn't say that because I think China called Trudeau a small potato or something. But anyway, um, Uh, when they abandon them, you go, good, that was a good one to abandon. But things like electoral reform, that was a big plank in their platform. Things like having an open competition for the fighter jets. 
Oh, that was a big deal, right? Well, they've totally abandoned that. And then there was something just in the last couple of days that showed that that purchase of those Hornets, instead of having an open competition and whatever, is going to be hugely expensive and not going to uh, last in our in our Air Force. They're buying eight, Catherine. Catherine, they're, buy, they're buying eighteen planes. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's and and, and uh, I've seen senior military people, which I'm surprised they still have their jobs, saying this is a dumb move. <laughs> and I, I'll tend to believe the military people before I'll believe like a Trudeau who has zero credibility in, in this kind of area. But um, And there's also, I mean, there was a shooting in Toronto in a few days ago at one of these pot dispensaries. I mean, you know, the, yeah, they were going to legalize marijuana. So all these pot places sprung up that are now technically illegal and there's all this crime surrounding them so these aren't just kind of trivial things that have been abandoned by our our you know federal government they're things that are i think pretty serious so see see, i told you i told you she was a lot of them i told you she was shy and reticent (laughs) linda michelle if you michelle if you were still in government now if you were still sitting representing scarborough southwest southwest i got it if you were still representing scarborough southwest as a liberal member of parliament and you'd run in the election in 2015, making the promises the Prime Minister made and the Liberal Party committed to, and now you were faced with what in fact has happened, what would you say behind closed doors? What I'm trying to get at is, first of all, I'd like to know what you would say, and do you think anybody in the current caucus is saying, hang on a minute, or does nobody have the courage to do that? Well, I, I think they're saying it amongst themselves in the current, some in the current caucus, but anyone that didn't see this coming, I saw it the minute uh, you know, we got into deep weeds with Monsef heading this up. I think she got tossed under the bus that, you know, once we won the majority, the Liberals, they really, really had no intention because it will have an impact, and they just weren't sure how much. I would be arguing for sure that we owed it to the uh, electorate to follow through because, as Catherine says, a lot of these are big issues. They are. We, we, have a, we, have a, we have about a minute and a half left. Let me, go to, let me ask Linda a question. Linda, if you were still uh, writing uh, the money section for The Sun, instead of you know, being the vice president of Cambridge, driving a new Bentley every month, what would you be writing? What would you, what would you pick to write about over the, about the first year plus of the Trudeau management of Canada. It's absolutely the same thing over and over again. These promises are made. I don't see why we cannot have a referenda in Canada, Roy, for true democracy. And this whole shift on one of his major promises just says the same thing again. You get a majority government, Goddamn the people. You don't care about the people and what the people really have to say. Twas ever thus. Twas ever thus. And I want to just go back. We are the taxpayers. We fund this country. There is corruption everywhere. And come on, I thought we were going to get better. All right, beauties. That's our time. I know. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. We'll talk to you next. Okay, we'll take the gloves off now. Okay. We'll we'll, We'll talk next Saturday. Absolutely. As my friend Don Cherry says, toodaloo.